All right, welcome to the Business Titans Vodcast, where we talk everything to do with strategy on growing and scaling your business. And I'm very excited today because I have with me today, Natalie Dinsdale, who's a woman who loves a good challenge. With an impressive history in working with disruptors, including Ubank, Virgin, Bankwest. Today, Natalie is the CMO of Athena and board member for FinTech Australia. Natalie has taken the Athena brand from forgettable to irresistible, creating a stream of new Australians who want their home loan from Athena so they can break free from the mortgage life sentence. How are you, Natalie? I'm great, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the introduction. I always love doing a good introduction because I get to see people's best smile when I do a good <laughs> Oh, this is a bit awkward. I don't know how to take this. So, no, it's really good to see you today, Natalie. You too. We're going to start off just getting straight into the meat. Marketing means so many different things to many different people. You've got MarTech, you've got the psychology, you've got branding schemes, you've got color, like it's everything, right? So how does Natalie demystify that process in her mind? What is marketing? Yeah, that's a really good question. I kind of feel that um, I do have a certain approach and a framework with how I like to do marketing and um, particularly challenger brands. I'm addicted to challenger brands as you reeled off, you know, from Vision Money to Egg in the UK to Ubank. Um, where I start off and what I think the platform is for any marketing is actually taking the time to articulate what your brand is. And I think it's something when, especially for startups in particular, but again, also massive big corporations um, where they haven't looked at what their brand stands for in a very long time, they kind of miss it out because they think, oh, brand's fluffy stuff. It doesn't really matter. It'll all evolve. We just need sales. But actually your brand is the very you know, the, the differentiating factor of what will allow you to stand out in the market. Um, and I was very adamant about that coming on board with Athena. I kind of said, you know, we really need to spend the first kind of couple of months um, creating what I call a brand blueprint. And that is therefore articulating your values, your value proposition, um, identifying the white space in the market that you can um, own. Um, but most importantly, anchoring the brand in a customer insight. So that is something I'm very, very passionate about. And that's the only way that you're going to be able to resonate with customers. And it was through that process that when we were doing our brand um, blueprint that we went, oh, everyone's talking about getting a home loan. Nobody's talking about getting rid of one. And that was the white space in the market. Nobody was talking about helping customers getting, uh, getting out of debt and paying down their home loan faster. Um, we went through a process then we kind of pull apart that proposition in terms of very extreme angles. I mean, go into research to start to get customers to feedback. And it was fascinating going through different target um, segments from the very active money managers to the more passive customers who don't look at their home more regularly. When we put that proposition in front of them, they all went, oh my gosh, this is what I've been looking for. This talks to me. This is what I want. So once you kind of get that in um, place, um, and I'm very fortunate at Athena, you know, the pay down your home loan faster is the very nucleus of this company. Everyone rallies around it from customer service to what we build in the back end to help customers do that. But then, of course, like you say, you have to look at, well, how are you going to actually drive acquisition? How are you going to get customers out there? And like you said, there's many, many facets to that from doing the very hard, cold love. We, we, we have this framework called lust like love. 
Yeah. All right. Yes. So lust is basically, um, you know, the very cold, um, hard hitting messages, cold acquisition, we call it. So those messages that really need to hit people between, you know, between the eyes and be quite arresting. So that's why we had things like the mortgage bondage bus and, um, you know, other, other kind of, um, should I say, a bit controversial marketing out there. And then we have the like, which is, you know, getting to our website. Um, as giving them a bit more information. And then the love part is the nurture journey. So how are we going to nurture people? Start an application and use their data and get them to, to submit. So um, yeah, it, it's, I love marketing because it's the science and the art and it's the combination of everything. But I think it's very important. You start with a the brand, then you go in terms of the strategy um, and then you kind of look at your data that you're having and optimize accordingly. And everything we do at Athena is about testing, testing, testing constantly. Um, which I love. Yeah, so you've really laid in, and I say that all the time, it's, it's not just about the psychology, because what you've said there really relates to psychology and that you're trying to change people's behavior. Like the people on the phone calls that are nurturing these people, they've got to feel the brand. They have mm -hmm. to live the brand. We all have to live the brand if, if we want our brands to resonate. So it's really important there. And then you've layered in that data-driven stuff, which is, well, what does the data say? Now, for, you, you, I love what you've done with Athena because it is edgy, right? And typically in banking, they're not edgy. They play it safe. It's all, you know, we just get by and, and banking is, is, a, is a profitable industry. So they, there's no need to be edgy. How did, what advice would you give to someone that is, is a creative like yourself because you're very creative that's in that kind of very logical structure that wants to go very creative. What kind of advice would you give to people that want to take a chance and how do you convince people to go down the path that you're going down? Yeah, I get this. I get asked this quite a lot and trust me, I've been in jobs and positions where it's been a lot harder and harder to convince people who think that, you know, um, it's too scary to um, deviate from the norm. Um, and really what I do customer research, so I do research and I look for the cut through that it would generate and what people feed back on. Um, now, when you're doing qual research in particular, you do have to be careful because, you know, you get, you'll always get someone in a research group going, oh my gosh, that is so unprofessional. I would, you know, I can't imagine a banking. I would never, you know. I'm just mortified that you would do that. Um, but you have to go with one, the majority, and then you have to ask them the question, but would you look them up? Would you actually go to the website to see what they're offering? And most of the time, people kind of have an initial reaction. So, you know, in terms of like, um, you know, uh, we'll give you a happy ending was one of our things that we had because we'll help you beat on your home loan. And they, most of them go, actually, yeah, I, I would. So, you know, it's about that cut through that you're going to get. And most people, majority of people go, wow, this is so refreshing. Um, actually being a bit edgy kind of says you're human. Um, you're more like me. Um, you're talking my language. Um, so I've been in positions in the past where it's been a lot more difficult to get people on board with doing something different. And I've done it with customer research. And I've even brought my researcher into meetings because kind of, when more you know board members etc hear it from a third party and i've had a researcher come and say does it um, resonate so well so yes it's different but if you want something different you want to cut through you've got to be brave and you've got to sound different um you know it's quite interesting with um COVID hitting 
I mean, I think COVID is one of the best things that could have happened to the banks because after the Royal Commission, they have come out as the heroes now, you know, saving everybody. And they've been through this a million times before. But um, there was this ad going around on LinkedIn. It was called COVID wank because it was literally every single ad sounded the same. We're here for you. We're here for you. We're here for you. And in certain times, in certain times, we've been through this before, all with piano music. And they all just blend into one. Um, so I think if you really want to... Um, show that you can drive a higher share of voice, you can have more cut through, it's about being different. And um, if you want to persuade people, get it from the horse's mouth. Yeah, and I love the, I love the strategy that you've used to actually bring a researcher in to, to help back your story because sometimes, if you're right, if it just comes from your mouth, it's easy to be skeptical, especially for people that are naturally skeptical. Some people, their brains are just naturally skeptical. Like lawyers, they're, they're wired to see skeptically right so you sometimes have to bring a voice of reason into those situations so tell me natalie not every company has a cmo but i feel that a chief marketing officer is is the life and blood of a business because it, it's what powers your message in the market it's what helps you do brand or customer acquisition what does a cmo actually do or what is it sorry what does a good cmo do <laughs> yeah I, again um a question i get asked a lot with um startups who tend to um, not invest in getting a CMO on board because they don't necessarily believe in marketing. But I think a good CMO, again, pulls together that brand strategy and gets buy-in from the business. Again, I was very lucky at Athena. I was employee number eight. So there was a very... My challenge is what I had to do is take the founding team who is around the table and stop having them project their personality into the brand. And that's why I had a very particular framework to do. So it's about kind of going, right, this is the process I want to go through. Um, and this is the customer audience. And how do we get something that's different that doesn't just reflect? And it was quite interesting. You know, our, um, our team was, um, they were very humble. They were like, you know, we don't want to, you know, I think when I came on board, our logo was all lowercase. Um, it was a little house and I was like, guys, like, you know, we are doing something different. We are here to revolutionize home loans. You know, we don't want to be meek and mild and going, excuse me, excuse me, do you want a home loan? We want to shout it from the rooftops. And um, what was really interesting is I had a guy do a tone of voice who's an absolute genius. Um, and he came on board and he said, right, I'm pulling Athena out of the Greek ages. She's not your old and um, she is now your, um, your goddess of good stuff. Um, she's, here, she's like a mixture of, of Beyonce and a Serena Williams. So she's had to take on the big boys and she is proud and she's got balls and, you know, and everyone went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that stopped them projecting their own personality onto the brand. Yeah. So in terms of what a good CMO does, they really do have to get buy-in from everyone around the table. They have to, um, you know, really create a mission that everyone believes in. Um, and that North Star, and that is absolutely what we have. You know, our mission is to be Australia's most loved home lender, um, and the consumer propositions help customers get out of debt and pay down their home loan. And everyone here at Athena like, really believes in that, and they love the fact that they come to work every day for a greater purpose. Um, so that, that's, I think, one of the crux of being a marketing manager, because then once you get the brand manifesting itself, not just from the outside external acquisition, but every point and every single product feature that we put forward everything that exists um you know behind security when customers are looking at their account 
that's when you get um, true differentiation. Yeah, I love that. And I hope people catch the, the gust of that, that marketing is not just something you're doing externally. Mm. It does come, come back and infiltrate even the employees to build a better culture. Like that, that is one of the most powerful things I think of, of marketing because it does impact that human psychology. And if you can have people that come to work every day that love what they do, you're just going to have a better company. It's just, it's just the reality of it. You know, I think gone are the days where people go and they want to go to work, tick the box, come home and just drown their sorrows. Right. I don't think people want that anymore. People want something, a bigger purpose, a bigger mission, a company that's kicking goals and making a positive difference in the world. So I love that with your approach, you've done that. That is a hundred percent right. And um, another thing I was very passionate about doing is we have our brand and you know, be straight up and lead with heart and move with speed. Um, and that's our brand values, but it's also internal values. And we spent a lot of time as an organization, um, and it comes from the top down. You know, Nathan and Michael, our founders, are so big believers in this. But we, yeah, we spent a lot of time interpreting that for our culture in terms of specific behaviors. And again, I was very pushy and kind of going, this is what we mean by it, and this is what we don't mean. So moving at speed means, you know, not having. Uh, analysis paralysis or processes for the sake of it but um, we have an expression about being you know it's being brave and not kamikaze stupid so it's not kind of going but I was just moving at speed so you neglect to do you know I suppose basic things you have to do like get legal sign off and you know we don't want to end up in jail so we, we turn we, we spend a lot of time going like brand values and culture values very much have to be in sync with each other yeah absolutely and that's what creates loyalty over time right because mm to go and create a brand and to go get customers but if you don't keep those customers then it's not a sustainable business so marketing really permeates that in terms of not only growth but in terms of long longevity and sustainability in your company so i love that you've done that what um how, how do you think and, and are there any core philosophies that you follow when it comes to problem solvings or th things that might arise in in, in your given day mm-hmm uh, it's funny, I talk about this with my team all the time. So I have a couple of philosophies, um, especially when I talk to my team about, I always say to them, you know, there's going to be problems all over the place, but I always say, before you come to me, think about some solutions. It doesn't matter. It's not the right one, but go solution first. Um, I'm all about embracing problems, you know, embracing challenges, facing into the hard stuff. Um, cause especially as a startup, that's what you have to do. Um, and not being scared of problems. Again, that kind of goes back to being brave with the brand. You know, I said to Nathan and Michael, I was like, we're going to get complaints. And that's what we want. We don't want to, you know, we don't make everybody happy. I love it. Love In fact, that's enough. We didn't get enough complaints. We should have been even bolder. Um, so, you know, there's problems on, on, on other sides. There's problems like when things go wrong or if a customer has a bad experience. Um, but I think the main thing is knowing what the problems are. So even, for example, we um, ask our customers to fill out trust pilots once they settle. And um, we do it on purpose because obviously we have a very high trust rating. So it acts as a good marketing vehicle, but it also allows us to know when things have gone wrong. And we've had some really bad ones where people have come back and gone, oh my God, awful, things went wrong. And, and we, are, we jump on it immediately. In fact, like Nathan, sometimes if it's really bad, he calls the customer and he goes, thank you so much for your feedback. I'm so sorry, we're going to fix it. And that in turn, um, makes those customers advocates because they go, Oh, I didn't, I didn't expect you to do anything about it, mm. but it's about jumping on problems. Yeah. Being fast. Looking for solutions. Yeah, absolutely. Not, you know, bearing away from them, but facing them. 
Yeah, absolutely. So what, what's the future of Athena? Where do you see, you know, in the next five, 10 years, what, 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 what transformation is going to happen in Australia? How do you see this uh, panning out? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, well, of course, I'm really excited. I think we, you know, are going to come out of what we are coming out of this situation, you know, stronger than ever. Um, we have been quite quiet over COVID, but we're just about to switch everything back on. Over the course of the next couple of years, we're expecting a lot more competition and we actively encourage that and embrace it. I think Home Loans was always the last product um, to kind of face the revolution in fintechs. Um, Athena, as I always said, we never, we never want to be a bank. We're not going to apply for a banking license. We're always going to be focused on home loans. Um, but there's so much we want to do. You know, there's so much about home loans that is broken and, you know, the whole front book, back book pricing and not loving the syncomers first about educating people about what comparison rates mean and for us we, we we're looking at growth we're looking at expansion we're looking at building tools that actively help customers pay down their home loan um and yeah i think it's going to be a very different landscape in the next couple of years where we're going to see other competitors jump, um, jump on board and like i say we actively encourage that because anything that helps australians get a better deal get them to be more proactive in managing their home loan is a good thing yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with all this, you know, competition is a great thing, but sometimes mm -hmm. competition does it wrong and it actually is better to the brand. So I always welcome competition as well. That's awesome. Me too. Mm. What are some of the biggest misconceptions about marketing? <laughs> wow, so many. Um, the colouring and department. <laughs> um, gosh, so many. Yeah, the one, once where people do don't think that they don't think like it really does anything they think that products or brands are going to sell themselves um you know i have a guy on my team who has the expression you can't sell a secret um you know people think well you know you just you just drop your rates and people will come it's like well, you have to tell people you've dropped your rate you know and i think the also misconception that actually it's it's very analytical you know you can pull everything back to numbers um, but you also have to have an eye for customer insights and creative that's going to achieve cut through. And there is the emotional stance. So, um, yeah, as a, as a blonde woman in marketing as well, dare I say, <laughs> there was a lot, a lot of misconceptions, but, um, when marketing is done well, it can absolutely transform an organization and take the growth aspect to a different level. Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about your role in the FinTech uh, board? Um, yeah, I have to admit though, that was actually a couple of years ago. I haven't updated my LinkedIn um, thing. So yeah, I was part of um, FinTech Australia a few years ago and I really should um, change that, um, which was fascinating because um, it was when I had just come out of having my babies and I was desperate to get back into FinTech. I was working at Tyro and it was an opportunity that came on board. Um, but we're massive advocates of FinTech Australia. Athena is a, a, a member as well. Um, Athena won um, a Fini last year, um, and they're doing some fantastic things in terms of promoting and advocating for change from a legislative perspective in order to help fintechs. And I would say now more than ever, that is needed. I mean, when you see about the fact when COVID hit and the government came and gave the bank, big banks, um, free funding, basically, um, and, and you know, 
text forgotten about um, for a while. Um, so I think, yeah, FinTech Australia, I'm very passionate about and um, we, we are active members at the moment. Yeah, great. Fantastic. I love that. And um, for people that are looking at getting new customers into their business, uh, where, where would you start? You've, you've, met, you've talked about notions of research and things like that, but where, where, where would you start and what's the natural process in, in very short because we don't have much time left? Sure. Um, well, again, it all depends on your budget and, um, you know, I suppose what you're selling. But I kind of go, well, look at what your always-on channels are first. Um, for us, you know, 70% of our budget is digital. Um, we've had really good success with radio, but we're looking to expand on other above-the-line channels. Um, and I guess one of my main um, uh, approaches is to always look bigger than you are. So rather than spread yourself too thinly and try and go and do like a national campaign, where your target audience is. What is the, you know, at the moment, we don't have journeys to work, but when we launched, we were looking a lot at our target audience, what their day-to-day -day lives were like, what their journeys to work were, and dominate certain areas of time or certain air space. So we went um, very specifically in, for example, Melbourne and Sydney, CBDs, and we dominated those areas. So yeah. look at how you can be bigger in a smaller space, is what I would say, if that makes sense. Fantastic advice. Well, Natalie, I'm going to turn the stream off and, and stop the recording. I'll talk with you just in a moment, but I wanted to very much publicly in front of everyone for joining us today and sharing your incredible creativity, your passion and your zest for life and the way you think. I, I, I love it. Is there any final words that you want to say to the audience? No, I would just say um, all my marketers, I say, you know, be brave, take risks, take chances. If you don't take risks and chances, you're not learning new things um, and keep, keep pushing people at, uh, do something different. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you very much. Give me one sec. Sure.